Good morning. Good morning to all that have joined the call this morning. We are delighted that you are with us wherever you have called in from. We know that this is a time for you this morning, as it is for each of us. And I have with me this morning uh, Sister Myrna Whetstone. She's going to be praying this morning for the prayer request. So good morning, Myrna. How are you this morning? Good morning, Mother. I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, and I'm glad to hear that you are also. And I also have Sister Audrey White, and she's going to be bringing the devotion for the morning. How are you, Audrey? Good morning, Elder Heather, and good morning, Sister Myrna. I am doing great. Thank you so much for asking. I like that. Yes, you are doing great. Amen. We are doing great. Those of us that know the Lord, that our faith and our trust is in him, we know, we know that we have the strength of the Lord and that we can be well in all that we do. So it is great to have both of these ladies with me this morning on the call. My name is Heather Dawson, and I will be facilitating this morning. Each morning we have the privilege of being with every one of you, and it is an honor for us. It's an honor for us to have you with us. So may the Lord bless you during our time together on the call. You know, we rise early, and we prepare for the call each morning. There are those that are behind the scene that also make all of this possible. And I want to publicly say thank you to Kathy Ware. She faithfully prepares and has worship playing as we come on the line, setting an atmosphere of praise to the Lord. That song that was praying, You Move the Mountains, And I believe I will see you do it again. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. You know, the worship, pre-worship time before the call, just sets the atmosphere. And so I wanted to say thank you to Kathy for all that she does. She is very faithful. And I also want to say thank you to Minister Helena Marty. She faithfully sees that all the prayer requests that you send in and and prayer targets are given to the one that will be praying. Both of these ladies are dedicated and they are faithful. They're dedicated and committed. You know, it's just not one day a week. It's five days a week that they do this. So I wanted to... I wanted to just give them honor this morning. It is with joy that they serve the Lord. The scripture says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's what keeps us serving. And the Bible does tell us to uh, give honor where honor is due. Amen. So hallelujah. We bless and honor these ladies this morning. We are grateful also for Bishop and Pastor Adrian, who faithfully serve us. 
and they are committed to the people of New Destiny Church. And we just pray that health, strength, peace, joy, and wisdom be their portion this day also. May the Lord watch over them and keep them. And to all of you that are on the line this morning, may you feel the strength of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the peace of the Lord that only can come from him. We live in a very troubled time. There are circumstances all around us that we have never had to face before. But God is faithful. He can move mountains, and we're going to see him do it again. So remain strong in the Lord. Remain strong in him. So, Father, as Sister Audrey comes with the devotion for this morning, may you anoint her words and use her. Use her, Father, as she speaks what you have given to her so that we might understand all that you have for us, and how to guard ourselves and to protect ourselves. I pray in Jesus' name. Sister Audrey, it is all yours. Thank you, Elder Heather. And I'd like to echo everything that you said in giving honor to all who honor is due and honor everyone that is on the line. Um, This morning, we will be talking about guarding our hearts and our mind and judging the information that we receive. Our scripture text is from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. The New International Version reads, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That same scripture in the Passion Translation reads, So above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from here flows the wellspring of life. Amen. As Elder Elder mentioned, we're dealing with so much today, so many things that are coming our way that are impacting our minds, things that we haven't dealt with before. And as we've been hearing on these devotions for the last few weeks, the greatest battle for a believer is in the mind. Our thoughts, those things that we give attention to, will take residence in our hearts. So we need to be careful. It's important to take control of our thoughts so that we can protect or guard our hearts. When the Bible speaks about the heart or the heart of man, it's talking about the place where we have our will, our attitude, and our intentions. So our heart is like our control center. It's the source of all of our thoughts, our actions, and our words. It's also where we hold what is of great value to us, what's dear to us. We'll say, that thing is dear to my heart, or you are dear to my heart. It's where we hold what we truly believe and what we and who we love most. We'll sometimes say, you'll always be in my heart. So the heart is the core of our very being. So given this, we can understand why our heart is so important to God. There are over 800 scriptures that speak about the heart. From the moment we got saved, the word, the word and the Holy Spirit starts to transform our hearts and our minds. We must first hear the truth of the word. We must first believe the word in our heart before we can genuinely confess it with our mouth. 
that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins, and we have eternal life through him. I would dare to say that even before then, even before we had a mind to make a decision for Christ, God was dealing with the hearts of men. In Jeremiah 31 and 3, it says that the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. And another witness in Hosea, the 11th chapter, verse 4, it says of a rebellious Israel, I drew them to me with affection and love. I picked them up and held them to my cheek. I bent down and fed them. Just picture that. So this is saying that God, through bestowing his goodness on his people, set out to win their hearts. He wanted men to know him and to have a relationship with him. And Isaiah 55 and 8, it says that our ways are not God's ways, and neither are our thoughts his thoughts. Before Christ, we have hearts of stone, basically, meaning one that is shaped by, by worldly views, impacted by circumstances and experiences. As our journey begins with God and we start to grow in Christ, our minds are constantly being renewed and our hearts are being transformed so that our ways and our lives conform to the ways of Jesus. We develop hearts of flesh, so to speak, a heart that has become pliable and influenced by the word of God. I say our hearts and minds are being transformed, being transformed, because it's not an event. It's a journey. It's a work that's always in progress because God has taken us from glory to, to glory. The Lord has admonished us to let that same mind that is in Christ Jesus be in us. That means we must learn the mind of God by reading, hearing, and getting revelation of the word of God so that our actions can mirror his ways. His ways are so different, and what he tells us to do may not be things that we find easy to do or things that we even want to do. We may not want to forgive. We may not think we can. We may not want to do what he's instructing to do because it, it doesn't seem expedient for us. But when situations and trials come at us that affect our thoughts, maybe in a negative way, the Lord says in Romans 12 and 2, to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We will do things God's way and not go the way of the world. So with all that's going on in the world today, there's such an overload of information that, in, that can get into our minds and affect the conditions of our hearts. So keeping a guard over our heart has to be intentional. We have to work on it. We must be careful what we hear, what we see, what we meditate on, and what we allow into our spirits. We must protect the gates to our souls to guard our hearts. It is one of the most important things we can do. As Solomon said to his son, above all else, above everything, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. What's in our heart will come out of our mouth. In Luke 6:45, Jesus said to the people, 
that people can ju- can judge us by what we say and do because the things that we say and do reveal what is really inside of us. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The Bible says in Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what's in your heart will spew out into your relationships and it will influence our actions, how we treat people, how we make decisions, and how we do business. The heart, our heart is the core of who we really are. It's essentially us, who we are as a person. So as followers of Christ, we should ask ourselves, who am I? Who am I becoming? We're influenced by, again, what we see and what we hear. We've seen situations or maybe been in some ourselves where people say, well, who are you? You're not the same person. And that can be said either negatively or positively. When, we, when our lives are transformed after being uh, part of excuse me, after giving our lives to Christ, they should see the positive difference and say, you're not that same person. You don't react that same way. It should be seen. There are so many images and voices and issues that are vying for our attention, and all are intended to target the core, our core, our heart. We have to watch the propaganda, the negative stories, the injustice, the things that are contrary to God's word, because all those things are intended to impact our heart. We cannot escape them because we don't live in a bubble. They're part of this world and part of the many voices that are around us. But despite all the chatter and the loudness of it all, we must be determined to let the word of God be the loudest voice we hear. For that to happen, we must know the word, and we must be like the psalmist in Psalm 119, verse 11, that says, Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So our mind and our heart are connected, and it is our God-given responsibility to guard our own hearts. So here are just a few points that can help us with that. The first thing, number one, is to pay attention to what we're listening to. Are we listening to good word and good sermons, praise music, wholesome talk, things that edify us, that build us up, and that strengthen our spirit? We have to constantly look for good, wholesome things to get into our spirit, not hang around negative people and let them dump their garbage on us, and drain our spirits because that can cause doubt and unbelief. So pay attention to what we're feeding our spirit with and let, what, let the food for our spirit be the word of God. The Bible says, of course, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and without faith it's impossible to please God. A second thing we can do to guard our heart and mind is watch the things that we watch. What are we putting in our spirits through TV and social media and all of those other things that are available to us? If we constantly gaze at the wrong things, 
will be flooded with wrong thoughts. We have to protect our eye gates. Our eyes are the windows to our soul. We need to make sure that we're letting in light and not darkness. A third thing we can do is pay attention to the words that are coming out of our mouth. The Bible says to put from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. If you want to know what's inside your heart, pay attention to the way you speak. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to pay attention to the words that we're speaking. Jesus said that what comes out of a man defiles him because out of the heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, thefts, murders, adulteries, etc. All evil things proceed from within, according to Mark 7, chapter 21st verse. Our words have power, so we need to watch what we say. And note that what we say is often a result of what we've heard or what we've seen or what we've experienced. Amen. The fourth thing that I would suggest we could do is read and meditate on the word as God has told us. When we read, study, and meditate on the word of God, of God, we are guarding our heart and our mind from anything that comes against it. The, the word of God is a seed. When you sow that seed in your heart, it grows, and it does the work that God sends it to do. This could be healing, freedom, or keeping your focus on what really matters. The word of God will give you the wisdom to spot the things that try to contaminate your heart and mind because it becomes the measuring rod by which we judge everything. It's the word of God that will stand. It's the word of God that is the final authority. Amen? The fifth thing we can do is to watch what we do. The Bible says, don't turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Proverbs 4.27 says to stay focused on walking straight before the Lord. Stay away from the things that don't align with the word of God, things that are not a blessing to you or to others. Remain kingdom focused, keeping your eyes set on Jesus until the end of your race, for in that you will have great reward. A sixth thing we can do is watch who you follow. Earlier in the week, Minister John said he was watching his older brother. So the people that we choose as mentors, the people that we admire, we will start to mimic their ways because the things that we see them say and hear them say and see them do will take root in our hearts and we'll desire to be like them. So choose carefully who you follow. Amen. So all of these things together, it's not an exhaustive list, but those are some points, things that we can do to, to guard our heart. We need to protect our heart like it's, it is the most valuable thing to us because it's the most valuable thing to God. So let us pray. Father, you've told us that everything we do flows from whatever is in our heart. We ask you to help us to guard our hearts, 
Create in us a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in us. We've talked about some ways to guard our hearts and our minds. And in Proverbs chapter 4, you said, to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. That means we must work on it. We must be attentive to it. You've told us to keep our mouths free of perversity, to keep corrupt talk far from our lips. Let our eyes look straight ahead, Lord. Fix our gaze directly before us. Give careful thought to the path for our feet and to be steadfast in all our ways. You've instructed us to do this. You told us not to turn to the right or to the left, but to keep our feet from evil. So help us to turn off the noise of the world, to overcome the sting of trials, disappointment, betrayals, injustices, and all those things that are sent to destroy the purity of our hearts. You said in the last days that because of these things, because of lawlessness and wickedness, the love of many would grow cold, according to Matthew 24 and 12. That means that they'll develop a heart condition, a cold heart filled with anger, bitterness, hatred for others, and hatred for you. Lord, let that not be us. Help us to keep the right focus and fix our eyes on you. Help us to see the kingdom. We make every intention to remember your word, to declare your word, and to be doers of your word. Keep our minds stayed on you, for in that we will have perfect peace, despite what we see going on in and around us. Let us medit- let the meditation of our hearts, Lord, and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sister Audrey, thank you. Thank you for that word this morning. I pray that everyone heard what she was saying. She gave so many rich um, points in her devotion this morning. You know, as a man thinketh, so is he. And before you even got to your points that you were talking about, um, number three, pay attention uh, to the words coming out of your mouth. I was thinking that as you were speaking, and then you made that one of the points. All of those points are so rich. Pay attention. Pay attention. Watch. Watch what you're watching. And pay attention to the words coming out of your mouth. If you want to know what's in your heart, just listen to yourself. Listen to yourself and how you speak. Because sometimes when you're caught quickly, kind of an off-guard moment, and you respond, think of how you responded. Was it positive? Was it negative? For out of the heart flows the issues of life. You said something, too, that I just wanted to reiterate, and that God set out to know us. See, God loves us. God is not going to forsake us, nor is he ever going to leave us. See, our ways in our life to get to know God as we ought to has to align with the word. It has to align uh, with Christ. 
It was such a good devotion. I want to thank you this morning for that. And I pray that each and every one of you were blessed by the word this morning. We thank God for it. I'm going to ask Myrna if she'll come at this time and share the prayer requests. And may we be all in one accord as she prays. Sister Myrna. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm going to start with a praise report. We got a praise report from Lois Ingram. Um, Her daughter's surgery went well. Thank you all for your prayers. I learned so much about God and the promises to those who love him. Yes, Father, we rejoice with Lois as though it were our own daughter who had a successful surgery. We thank you, Father God, that she recognizes your works and that your hand of movement upon her and her daughter is consistent. We pray, Father God, that she continues to have eyes that remain focused on your goodness. Hallelujah. Um, The next prayer request um, is from Wanda Adams. Pray for Sister Jerry Meeks Brown and family. They just lost her brother, Arthur Meeks. Pray that God will comfort them during this difficult time and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Also pray for Jerry's sister, Perlene Jones, suffered a fall and is currently in a convalescent hospital recuperating, praying for a speedy recovery. Another uh, prayer request from Anthony Silva. Pray for my coworker, Joel Lomil, who transferred to El Paso and contracted COVID a couple months ago. He is now on a feeding tube. Joel's son also just committed suicide. Joel's uh, brother committed suicide last year. Pray God would lay his hands on Joel and comfort his wife. Pray for the suicide curse to stop. (sighs) Father God, we come before you first and foremost, Father God, lifting up healing for Pauline Jones and for Joel Lemiel. In Jeremiah 30:17, Father God, you said, for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. In 2 Kings 20 and 5, Father God, you said, this is what the Lord says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. Isaiah 53 and 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So, Father God, I thank you that Perlene and Joel are already healed. I thank you, Father God, that you see the... The, the prayer request and the tears, Father God, of those around surrounding them, Father God, and that you will heal Pauline and Joel, Father. I pray, Father God, for the brokenhearted, for Jerry Meeks Brown and for her family, Father. In Psalms 34, 18 and 19, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Not some, (laughs) all. Hallelujah. In Psalms 30 and 11, 
Thou hast turned for, turned for me my mourning into dancing. In Romans 15 and 13, may the God of hope fill Jerry and her family with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jerry and her family may abound in hope even during a season of mourning, Father God, for the for the Brown family. You would comfort them. You would hold them in the fold of your arms. You would cover them, and you would be with them, Father God, and you would show yourself true, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, we speak to the spirit of suicide on the Lemuel men, the spirit of depression, anger, darkness, hatred, deception, heaviness, and sadness. I pray that these spirits are uncovered and revealed and called out one by one within the intercessors and the prayer warriors that are close to the Lemiel family and even within the family. May the born-again believers rise up now and speak life, love, truth, hope within the Lemiel family. Use who you will, Father God, so that so that not one more Lemuel male, male would fall to the lie that comes to their mind that they are a mistake or the lie that everything would be better if they just died. Break every chain, fetter, and yoke attached to the spirit of suicide upon the Lemuel men, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. We speak word, hope healing, salvation, goodness, grace, forgiveness, life, and love over every Lemuel family member now, Father God. And we wait with great expectation for a good report. Father, we declare for the persons that we lifted up this morning that they would turn their ears to the word of God and not let the word out of their sight. That they would that they would keep the word within their hearts and would keep their bodies healthy and keep them alive. Father God, we declare that they will guard their hearts and keep their mouth from from perversity and they will keep corrupt talk far from their lips. May the eyes of our heart be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which we are called the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy temple and in his incomparable great power for us who believe in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Myrna. Thank you for praying. Thank you. Those are some heavy requests this morning, and I pray that we will keep these individuals within our heart and that we will pray for them, for comfort, for healing, for peace, for joy. We're grateful for the praise report. We're going to believe that out of all of these, that praise reports will follow of how God intervened. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. 
Sister Audrey, do you have any further thoughts for us this morning? We are over our time, but it's been a good time this morning. Amen. Uh, just one quick point that we are to remember that according to God, to God, our heart is the most valuable thing that we have, and we need to treat it as such so that we can guard our heart and our mind. The word of God is our first defense against anything that tries to penetrate our heart. It's our heart and our mind that would help us to overcome whatever trial that comes our way. And though times may get hard and the voices of the word of the world may be loud, let's make sure that it's the word of God that we hear louder than any other voice. Because that is the voice that will keep us. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, um, Audrey, for the devotion this morning. We've been blessed. We have been blessed this morning. And as we prepare to end the call and to go about our day, no matter whether we remain at home, whether we go to a job, no matter what it is, I just ask, Father, I ask for your peace to fill each heart. Fill each heart, especially for the ones that we've heard on the prayer request this morning and for anyone else on the line who are struggling during such difficulties and all the changes that have been put upon us. Let each one see Jesus in his beauty and in his love. Calm the circumstances, calm the hearts, and the situations that people are finding themselves in. Through your glorious name and your awesome power, we can push through to victory and defeat every enemy. Father, you said in Psalms 46 to surrender our anxiety. Be silent. And stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. Oh, hallelujah. Be silent and stop your striving, and you will see. You will see that I am God. So we rest our thoughts, our fears, and our doubts, and we place them before you, Father, knowing that your promises are sure and that you will never fail us. Father, I ask that you seal every word and prayer in the blood of Jesus. Seal it, I pray. And now, come, let us worship the Lord together, people. Kathy, open the line in Jesus' name.